your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights, the good, the bad, and the hungover from the All-Star Weekend, and Jack Eichel could be cleared for contact this week. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco. Follow us at Locked On VGK or me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. You can hear me Saturday mornings from 8 to 10 a.m. on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, which is also heard on the Odyssey app. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. It is free and available on all platforms. Okay, so I'm going to have to start off with a hungover, right? Let's start there. I know that that's what you want to hear about. From the Blackhawks' Alex DeBrinkett's hangover skit to Peter DeBoer's admission that he might have had a little bit too much to drink to focus on the 12 noon All-Star Game Saturday at T-Mobile Arena, we cover it all. In the first year of VGK's existence, circa 2017-18, Teams used to come to Las Vegas and get the best of the city's nightlife and partying. They'd stay out all night long, and then they would show up the next day at the Fortress, hungover, still from partying all night. There was no curfew for visiting teams. Visiting teams didn't treat it like a business trip like they do today. Teams like Winnipeg, I remember, they would come to Las Vegas two to three days early. They would party their guts out and forget about the game against the Golden Knights. It worked well. It was a great strategy on the part of VGK. Put them on the strip, let them party, and then show up hungover and that amounted to a lot of wins for the Golden Knights. VGK had a decisive home ice advantage back then. Teams would go to clubs, stay out late, and VGK would have them right where they wanted them. A lot of the folks in the service industry, let's say, treated the visiting teams very well. It was known as the Vegas flu, and teams would come here. They would really get sucked in. Of course, this was pre-pandemic. Now some teams stay off the strip, on off-the-strip properties. Players are told that they need to be professional and not stay out late. Travel schedules had to be altered. Remember Alex Ovechkin famously swigging vodka at STK the night before a big game? In 2018, he had to remind himself and the Capitals before the Stanley Cup final that the team was coming here to play hockey, not going to a pool party or going to a casino. With this year's All-Stars staying in the heart of the strip for the All-Star game, it was literally a party zone, especially for some of the league's younger players. To bring its hangover skit on Friday's Breakaway Challenge might have set the tone for things to come. He reprised the role of Allen from the Hangover movie, with the Las Vegas Raiders' Derek Carr playing the role of Bradley Cooper and Hunter Renfro of the Raiders was Stu, and then there was a Mike Tyson impersonator with the fake tiger. The skit was good, it was grand, it was fun. Carr threw a football to Debrinket, who put it into the net. Who let the dogs out? No, it was more like, who let the NHL All-Stars loose? The hangover was the theme of the weekend, and you couldn't blame the players and coaches for letting loose and having a good time, right? I mean, after all, this was their all-star break, and for some, the Olympic break rolled up into one Las Vegas weekend. They caught up with friends, they hung out, they drank beers, reminisced, had a really good time by the looks of things, and good for them, good for them. I said on Friday that this was like a convention for the NHL All-Stars, and a celebration and a replacement for not going to Beijing. After Pete DeBoer's Pacific All-Star team bowed out, after they lost in the first game to the Metro Division All-Stars, DeBoer admitted perhaps that he had a little bit too much to drink the night before, said he was hungover for the game, said he was a bit foggy, 
for the most part, the All-Star game itself was boring, and now we know why. The coaches, the players, the mascots probably too, were all hung over from the night before. Note to the NHL, if you come back to Las Vegas for an All-Star game extravaganza, please make this a night game. Please make the All-Star game a game that happens at night. The fans might enjoy it just a little bit more. In a game of three-on-three, a lot of the players were gassed. And like DeBoer said, he was fully focused on the skills competitions, but not so much on the game itself. Again, he was foggy. I think the players were foggy. The mascots, too, were foggy. The NFL Pro Bowlers, remember the Pro Bowl was also here in Las Vegas this past weekend. The NFL stars stayed at a Lake Las Vegas resort about 30 minutes east of the Strip. There are no casinos. There were no nightclubs. Nothing for them to do but maybe hang out at the hotel bar. So they didn't have the same experience as the NHL stars who stayed within walking distance of the arena and right there in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. The good old Vegas flu definitely had an impact on this year's NHL All-Star Game. Coming up next, the good and the bad from this past weekend. My review continues. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. If you are thinking about getting fit or eating healthy, then Built Bar has to be in your plan. Built Bar tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Unlike other protein bars, it doesn't taste chalky or waxy or like a chemical spill. Covered in 100% chocolate, most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar and net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And there are so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check Built.com often to see what's new. There are always new limited flavors that you could find at Built.com. Go to Built.com today to get 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCK15. That's LOCK15 at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. It is free and available on all platforms. Welcome back. I'm Tony Cardasco. Now the good and bad from All-Star Weekend. The good or maybe not so good, Jonathan Marchessault played in his very first All-Star game. Well, he was in Cabo in a cab when he received a call to come back to Las Vegas to play in the All-Star game. There was speculation that Connor McDavid might not be able to play due to a minor injury. Bad. Marcheseau was called on to do a magic trick, and he could not read the word Metropolitan after he selected the Pacific Division's opening round opponent. He said he was rushed onto the ice. He didn't know what he was supposed to do. The good? the America's Got Talent magician who did that magic trick with Marcheseau. The bad. Marcheseau swearing on live TV after his late goal did not count following the clock expiring. He said, I knew it. It's always the same guy that expletives me. Is he talking about the ref there? The good. Steven Stamkos leaving the presser so his son could see the Zamboni. The bad. Calling offside penalties in an all-star game? Are you kidding me? Also bad. The Pacific Division should not have played the first game. Nope, they should have played the second game, so Peter DeBoer and the host could have slept off their hangovers in the locker room for an extra hour. The good. Vegas fans booing the villain Tom Wilson. Wilson himself said that it shows passion and it's great for the league. Bad. Gritty stripping at Chippendales. I still just cannot unsee that. Good. Marcia So, Alex Petrangelo, and Mark Stone skating on the ice at the same time. 
bad. Peter DeBoer not remembering it because he was too foggy. But also good, Marcia So and Stone getting two points apiece on a goal and an assist each. What I didn't understand was how the NHL duped the fans into believing that they could see the two new events on the Strip on Friday night as part of the NHL's skills competition. Fans thought that they would be able to catch a glimpse of some of the league's best, but the NHL had other ideas. So they filmed the Bellagio Fountain face-off and the 21 game the night before on Thursday. And fans who got wind of the events happening headed to the Strip only to be blocked out so they couldn't see what was happening. That was pretty bad. But we knew casinos wouldn't consent to having their doors blocked on a weekend night. Equally as bad, the scoring in the 21 game. Okay, so here in Las Vegas, we know the rules. You knock down an ace and a card equaling 10 in the casino, and it's game over. That's 21. Well, they had the players continuing to try to take out cards. The host didn't even know the rules. The good, the backdrop of the fountains exploding at the Bellagio. The bad, Mark Stone finishing last, also bad. It wasn't a good TV event with the targets both close and far. You had to hit it into a basket. I didn't understand it. Also good, I thought it was funny that Steven Stamkos was complaining that he was freezing on the Las Vegas Strip and he wanted to bow out of the 21 game ASAP. Isn't he a hockey player? Isn't it always cold indoors? He said that he's played in Florida. That's why he likes it there. Hurry up and get this over. It was bitter cold on the strip that night, and I couldn't blame him. Also, the mist from the Bellagio Fountains did not help the participants there. Continuing with more bad, Marcia saw in the accuracy shooting competition had a score of 27.782 seconds, and he lost to Sebastian Ajo, who had a time of 10.9 to break all four plates. Also bad for VGK in the save streak, Petrangelo, Stone, and Marcheseau all did not score. Jack Campbell and Andre Vasilevsky were the winning goalies. On the good side, Jordan Chiron of the Blues won the fastest skater event. Connor McDavid finished fourth, and we now know McDavid was dinged, so he probably was not able to go full speed. Also good, Victor Hedman won the hardest shot competition over 103 miles per hour. Bad. ESPN ending its coverage abruptly on Saturday and telling us to switch to ESPN Plus for the postgame show, including the naming of the MVP. That was weak. Also bad, Machine Gun Kelly's performance, him dangling from the rafters and laying down on the ice. Good, Megan Fox. That's TV ratings, folks. Coming up next, I haven't talked about the Alex Petrangelo drummer boy controversy yet. I don't even know who John Hamm is, but he absolutely ruined a great event. You are listening to Lockdown Golden Knights. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues right up until the big game next Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen every day. It is free and available on all platforms. I'm Tony Cardasco. I want to continue with all-star notes, good and bad. I like the skits from Jack Hughes and Trevor Zegras, and they got robbed in the breakaway challenge. Alex Debrinkit, he also had that really good hangover skit that we talked about earlier. Hughes had this magic trick where a mini Jack Hughes emerged, some kid who put some moves on Manon Rayom, I think, and he scored a goal. In any event, 
He scores after popping out of the magic box, and then Hughes and Minnie Hughes in their capes then synchronize throwing their sticks into the stands. I thought it was so much fun and cool. Zegris went full Peter LaFleur of dodgeball fame in full dodgeball attire. He put on a blindfold. He invited NHL mascots to throw dodgeballs at him while he dangled and put the puck into the net. Now, we don't know if Zegris could see through the blindfold, but it just didn't matter. It was so entertaining. It was entertaining as, sorry, I thought it was Jonathan Marcheseau for a moment, but it was really creative. And I tweeted out that I felt the breakaway challenge was far better than the NBA slam dunk competition in recent years. It really was. Even Kirill Kaprizov of the Wild had a nice skit wearing an Alex Ovechkin jersey under his Minnesota one. And he even did an OV celebration. Up until that point, everything was just so great. I have to believe that most of us were really entertained. And then, you know, the competition was fun. And it was exciting until Alex Petrangelo, the drummer boy of the Golden Knights, came out onto the ice. No skit. He was wearing his VGK uniform. He just went in and he put the puck on net and it was stopped. Then Carrot Top, who was mic'd up in the crowd, said, come on, you're in front of the home fans and you could do better than that. So, of course, Petrangelo, as part of the skit, brings out the Golden Knights drum line and they line up equally on each side of the goaltender. Petro skates down the middle, doesn't even score. He does not even score. At this point, I'm like, get Petrangelo off the ice because that wasn't even a good skit, okay? This had the makings of a great competition, but John Hamm, I don't even know what show this actor's on, nor do I care. John Hamm, John Hamm gave Petrangelo a 10 plus a 9, so a 19 as his top score, when the top score is supposed to be a 10. And then they declared Petrangelo the winner. Now I get it, it's supposed to be fun in a skit, but it just wasn't cool. Isn't the winner supposed to get a $30,000 check too? The most fun competition ended with a thud. A loud thud. Hughes or Zegris or both should have been declared the official winner or winners or a tie. And, you know, to me, the drummer boy Petrangelo wins the competition and it was just bad. I I didn't really think that that was a cool ending at all. Sands, John Hamm, I hope the NHL brings back the breakaway challenge again in the future. Let's end this review on a good note. The Golden Knights, ESPN, and the National Hockey League announced that they will be building a new ball hockey rink as a legacy project stemming from the 2022 All-Star Game. Great news. This should be something that is built in the inner city, I feel, and it would bring the game to kids that don't have the means to play ice hockey. And so they are working with the city of Las Vegas and the Mayor's Fund to improve the quality of life, so that is really a fantastic thing. During the All-Star break, the news came out from Pete DeBoer that Jack Eichel could be ready for contact as soon as this week. Great news for Eichel, who hasn't played for over a year now. He had the neck surgery. He's been practicing without contact for about the last month or so with VGK. So I guess the doctors feel he is ready to be cleared. The Golden Knights play at Edmonton and Calgary on Tuesday and Wednesday, so we doubt that he'll be ready for that road swing, although he has been traveling with the team he was with VGK on its last four-game East Coast trip. So I could see Eichel returning if everything goes according to plan on February the 16th against the Avalanche at home. Wouldn't that be something? Remember, the Golden Knights will have to clear mega cap space, though, before Eichel returns to the ice. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. Coming up on tomorrow's episode, we will preview the game at Edmonton on Tuesday night. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets. 
your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, it is free and available on all platforms. We thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.